the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom and good morning. Would you pray with me, please? Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King, we declare our love to you. We thank you, O Lord, for all your good things that you do for us. We're appreciative. And Lord, we want to live for you. We want to have the heart of Messiah in our hearts so that we will please you, that we will bless you, that we will honor you. So let this be a tremendous day where we will react in a way that we are to react so that you will not be disappointed in us. We bless you. We thank you and praise you. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. And so, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about In the Presence of the Lord, and I offered a free booklet for that purpose. So, we still have it. If you would like it, we'll send it to you at no charge. And I also have Haggadahs or booklets for celebrating Thanksgiving and Hanukkah. Now, there is a charge for them, $5 each or $3 when you buy more than one. And that will include shipping. So, please email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org or call Karen at 813-831-5673. Uh, and, and you know, these Haggadahs, these booklets are great for the family. So get one for everybody so you can enjoy that. You know, when you, I don't know if it's like, like this for you, but Thanksgiving in our home used to be, um, okay, we'll eat, we'll say a prayer. Everybody will say what they're thankful for and let's get on with it. Right? Not anymore. Not with this booklet. I'll, I'll tell you, it, it is really a tremendous thing to have. So get one for the entire family. Uh, if you're able to send us a financial gift, that would be great. Uh, we'd certainly appreciate it because it keeps our radio program on the air. You can check us out, uh, our congregation, uh, 
at uh, shoreshdavid.org, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. We love visitors. We have four locations. Uh, feel free to get on that website and see which one's closest to you. We'd take a field trip with your friends, right? <laughs> We'd love to meet with you. So let's look at what God has for us today. I believe that I've talked about this in previous years, but I just really felt that this would be great to speak about again. How do you deal with disappointment? Such an important topic because we get disappointed in people and circumstances so often, don't we? And uh, we want to look at the heart of Messiah in order to figure out how we are to react to this. So uh, let's get right into it. You know how it feels when someone says something to you that makes you feel bad. It was unexpected, right? And when you expect it, usually, maybe you can handle it. But uh, kind of like tensing your stomach before getting ready for a punch. But that same punch, when you're not ready, can level you. If the punch is hard enough, even being ready doesn't help. So how do we as believers take that emotional punch in? How are we to react as disciples, as Talmudim with the heart of Messiah? How do we respond? How do we handle that kind of deep disappointment, especially if it's somebody who we care about, who we love, right? So last week we talked about respect. Can we respect someone after they've disappointed us and let us down? Look, what they've done can be intentional or unintentional. And even though people sometimes say that matters, I don't think it really does. A blow is a blow and a hurt is a hurt. So we look at this, you know, and, and, and just see what are the things? Well, here, here's my initial opinion. Love is a key to overcome disappointment. The choice to love. Okay, so let's look at three things about love today. Number one, love never fails. We see that in 1 Corinthians 3.8. What does that mean? Never fails. <laughs> let's, let's interpret it, right? <laughs> love never fails fails. You interpret it. I'm just going to take it for what it says, right? Number two, love covers a multitude of sins in 1 Peter 4.8. Certainly, we see that in God's love for us, don't we? Yeshua's atoning love covers all our sins. What an amazing concept. And thirdly, in 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love, but love, a perfect love drives out fear for fear has to do with punishment and so on so love drives out fear if we fear we have not learned how to love perfectly right our love can overcome disappointment but you have to purposefully override your normal tendencies to focus on these disappointments and the betrayal you feel you've got to override those feelings what is your head thinking What did you get up this morning deciding to do? Well, maybe some of you didn't decide to do anything. But I think it's important to 
decide. Look, you can get up and you focus. Oh, you remember the the disappointment and the people who let you down from yesterday? And, And that was terrible. But focus on the love of God. When you get up in the morning, focus on the love of God and loving people without reservations. You know what that means? Unconditional. Unconditional love. 1 Corinthians 13, starting with verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not brag. It is not puffed up. Now, patient and kind are two of the fruits of the Spirit. Those are difficult for me, but, you know, I can, I, this is, I'm going to strive for it, right? Love looks like patience. Having patience with someone is difficult. And if they are difficult, it's even more difficult to love them. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can do this. You can improve in this area. In verse 4, there are two things that you are to do that is positive and three things that you are to do that's not positive, negative. So let's look at this. Negative things that you do often keep you from doing positive things. For instance, one of the things it says is to do not envy, right? So when you envy someone, it's hard to love them, right? When you think about being disappointed with someone, it is hard to show them love. We need to control our minds with the power of God's spirit. Verse 5 says, love does not behave inappropriately. It does not seek its own way. When we seek our own way, it's hard to show love. It says not to be provoked. And when we provoke, it's when we're provoked, it's hard to show love, right? It keeps no record of wrongs. Well, when we remember the wrongs that have been committed against us, it's hard to show love. Verse 6 says, it does not rejoice over injustice, but rejoices in the truth. Verse 7, love bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never fails. Well, that kind of love is God's love. It bears everything. It believes us in us. It, it hopes and it endures. And I'm sure that the Lord endures a lot with us. But his love never fails. And our love should be like his love. Remember Weiler's definition from last year of love? God's love is the purposeful decision to show affection and encouragement. So we have to do this, number one, continuously, which means moment by moment. We have to do it unendingly so that there is no end to our love. And unconditionally, which means it happens without a reason. And it happens even when somebody sins against us. How do we do this? How do we do these things? Number one, I believe the key word is sacrifice. Sacrifice is a beautiful expression of love at its best. 
It's the greatest expression of love, I think. We see this all the time with parents sacrificing for their children. In fact, we can be pretty judgmental when we see parents not sacrificing for their kids, right? We even call it irresponsible. Sacrifice is preferring someone else's needs to your own. If you become a sacrifice, as you've heard me say many times, you will never be a victim. A victim says, poor me. This always happens to me. A sacrifice realizes the cost, but is willing to pay it because following God is so much greater in our heart, mind, and spirit. And isn't that what Yeshua did for us? Isn't that what he did when he died? He sacrificed for us. He realized the cost but was willing to pay it to show his love for us and to atone for our sins? Sacrifice is a characteristic of maturity that uses faithfulness along with loyalty and accountability, which are necessary to carry sacrifice out, right? Mature parents sacrifice for their kids. Make a daily decision that you want to please God. Be a sacrifice by showing your love, which will help you overcome all your disappointments. You might say something like this to the Lord. Lord, first and foremost, I proclaim that my desire is to please you, Lord. And even though I might strongly disagree about a certain subject with someone, and even though I might feel hurt by someone and wounded, I want to make sure that I'm showing love to those I disagree with. By respecting them in my thoughts, words, and deeds, I will weigh their opinions too. Lord, help me in the name of Yeshua. So I would say something like that. Notice the idea of respecting them even when they have sinned against us or disappointed us. We talked about that last week. When I am disappointed by someone and I have prayed and not responded immediately, then I have the opportunity to ask the Lord how he would like me to respond. Sometimes we respond too quickly and we put our foot in our mouth, which should make it hard to talk, but unfortunately it doesn't. (laughs) When I'm disappointed by someone and I have, Afraid, I find that when I respond, it is a better response. For me to correct someone immediately because they were wrong, um, I'm probably going to be out of control and my behavior will not be Yeshua-like. And I also have to have a concern at the time that the infraction is done, if the person is able to even receive correction. I might need a time when nobody's around. I might need a time when we're not in a rush or whatever. So let's review possible reasons to correct them now. Don't want them to repeat a wrongdoing. That's what most people will say, of course. But is that more important than you showing love to them? They need to know that they were wrong as soon as possible. How many of us have said that? Or we don't want anybody else to get hurt by them. Or we want to stop confusion. 
But for me, another way of asking the question is, as a rabbi, as a shepherd, can I take action in words or deeds when hurt or pain has me looking more at the situation than at Yeshua? Let's take a look at what happens when when I do that. My head has so many responses. I'm consumed with going over the situation, saying to myself what I could say or what I should have said, because usually if I answer quickly, I've said the wrong thing. You know, I think about the problem so much that I start acting upset with others. So that's what happens after I've spoken. I got upset, and it was my pride, and I felt betrayed, and and so on. And especially if the person doesn't respond well back to me. So am I making the problem clear? So what's the solution? What do we do? What is the heart of Messiah? Have you accomplished living for him when you are so upset, angry, and frustrated? I don't think so. We have to be ready for these things to happen and plan for right response. We need God's word so deeply in us that his word will be more important than our feelings. Luke 9.23 says, Then Yeshua was saying to everyone, If anyone wants to follow me, he must deny himself. Take up his cross every day and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. I know all of you know that scripture. But how many of you have that scripture so deep in your spirit that people who have offended you will still see you as a humble servant of God? Can you answer that question for me? <laughs> how about Galatians 2.19? I have been crucified with Messiah, and it is no longer I who live, but Messiah who lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by trusting in Ben Elohim, or the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. How many of you know that scripture? How many of you live that scripture? I want to share with you how I seek to overcome the problem of being angry, upset, frustrated, and betrayed. And you know what? As leader of a congregation, I get a lot of practice at this, you know? And actually, in the past couple of weeks, I've had a lot of practice in this. But there has to be more scripture rattling in my brain, refuting the way I feel. Those scriptures have to force out what the devil is trying to have me think about, which is the offense. But when the scripture is so strong in me, it pushes that garbage out. So I believe scripture is the number one key. Knowing it, meditating on it, believing that the scripture will push out every impurity of my thought, impurity of my emotions, uh, basically my flesh, <laughs> and Scripture will give me spiritual balance so I won't allow my fleshly emotions to take over. Look, you and I understand, I believe, that this is a war. And you are going to war 
against the principalities of this world, not the people of this world. In Ephesians 6.17, it says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians 5 says, Instead, be filled with the Ruach, the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your heart to the Lord. Always, 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 verse 20 of Ephesians 5, always, giving thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. I mean, just that verse alone deep into your spirit, you will not be able to come against other people. You will not be able to retaliate. You will not be able to have wounds that are so deep because God has has changed you, has changed your heart. Let me add the following scripture, 1 Timothy 1, 3. As I urged you when I was leaving Macedonia, stay in Ephesus to direct certain people not to pass on different instruction or to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies. These give rise to useless speculations rather than God's training, which is in faithfulness. So look, God's training is in faithfulness of being able to share love. We That's how we show our faithfulness, by loving God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and loving our neighbor as ourself. And the faithfulness, this is God's training. So anything that is useless speculation that causes us not to be able to do this. We have to get rid of. Now, verse 5 says, the goal of this command or this instruction is love from a pure heart and a clear conscience and a genuine faith. Is there a problem in understanding what this scripture means? I hope not. Then it says, some, having missed the mark, which is the definition of sin, by the way, have turned away to fruitless discussion, wanting to be teachers of Torah, even though they do not understand what they keep saying or what they so dogmatically assert. Do you know anybody, including yourself, look at yourself first, who dogmatically assert things? Oh my goodness. The goal of God's command to us is to love. Oh, there's so much more to talk about um, here. Uh, look, we, God is asking for a pure heart, a clear conscience, a genuine faith. And this is based on our ability to love. Well, I have lots more to talk about concerning this, and I guess I'll have to wait for next week. We're close to being out of time, I would pray that you will come back each week and allow me to challenge you as we seek, you and I, to walk together with the Lord. We're asking to hear and to obey and to have the heart of Messiah. Did you hear his heart today? Are you going to be obedient to his call? Make a choice to be sacrificial. Make a choice today to love as God loves. Make a choice today to learn enough scriptures and put them deep enough into your soul, spirit, and mind that they drive out every disappointment and frustration that you have in your life. This is the heart of Messiah. So, 
Let me just remind you, you're listening to the Heart of Messiah radio program, and I am Rabbi Steve Weiler. And so I come to you each week to challenge you, right? And let me remind you, this is listener-supported, and we would love your generous gifts. Helps keep us on the air. Remember the Haggadahs and the booklets and everything that we ought. Look, for all information, call Karen, 813-831-5673. Your support is a true blessing to me and the heart of Messiah ministry. May the power of God's word and his spirit saturate you this day as you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, Teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah. God of Israel Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.